Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Tuesday, February 6th, 2024, and this is episode 627 of the Lots Project podcast, and it's titled Happy to Help, and I'll be chatting about getting back into the service tech game, acknowledging impulses, and another trip around the sun, and so much more, so much more. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are we doing? Let's check in with the coffee crew, see who's hanging out already in the live chat, and then we'll get to chatting for an hour or so. Early, Pip, early, super early this morning, and uh, says, did he did some pondering on yesterday's stoic thought? We'll be talking about that in a little bit, and he had a great idea, but turns out he was wrong. Happy Taco Tuesday. Jim uh, must have been up running to the to the head this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Jim. Uh, Rewilder Life swinging in Mike's homestead. Gingerbread Farms, thanks for stopping. And Hunter holding down the fort over on Twitch. <sighs> good morning, gentlemen and ladies. How are we doing this morning? Let me get a, get a sip of my... Oh, thanks. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Um, GSD this morning. Sip of GSD this morning. Some get shit done. I will be uh, hopefully getting some shit done today. Trying to wake up a little bit. A um, little extra tired this morning. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's uh, Kyle says happy birthday to you big sexy man. It is another trip around the sun. And um, Corey said I'm old. So uh Maybe that's why I'm tired. Maybe that's why I'm tired. Uh, anyway, anyway, uh, gingerbread drinking some GSD also. Nice, nice. I like this stuff. I like it. It was uh, the original, the original um, Lots Project blend for sure. So original Lots Project blend, uh, GSD blend. And uh, I think it might always be my favorite. And if you knew the secret recipe, you'd probably know why. Backwards Butcher says the GSD blend is the ginger soul destroyer. Um, they would have to have a soul before you can before you can destroy it. Uh, <laughs> Pip's, Pip, uh, Pip back in the crowd. Good morning, Courtney Baker. Thanks for stopping in. Uh, James has got six pounds of GSD. Uh, you're going to be getting some stuff done, man. You're going to be getting some stuff done for sure. Um, want to kind of roll into the stoic thought of the day, and then we'll get to, uh, get to getting back into service industry. But yesterday's, uh, yesterday's passage, Pip, Pip kind of alluded to it, but it was talking about impulses and it was talking about, uh, you know, the basis of stoic philosophy is, um, <laughs> Uh, Stoic philosophy is uh, really, really uh, only focusing on things that that you control um, and and um, and really slowing down. And, and that's what I took out of yesterday's. It was about impulses and controlling them and and and, um, and sorry, um, 
controlling them and determining it, actually recognizing them, I guess, recognizing and acknowledging that they're in your life, um, that there's a lot of things outside of your control. Uh, a lot of times there's fleeting things in uh, in in your soul that you feel that you need to do. And once you stop down, stop and slow down and realize that these things are just their, um, their snap judgments, their impulses, they're, uh, precipitated by things out of your control. It, uh, it changes things. And the, the real takeaway from what I read yesterday was I, I've realized I've really started to slow down or try to, try to, and I'm accomplishing it at, 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 interval, at intervals. Uh, I'm getting better at it. Uh, but basically slowing down and, and trying to not have those snap judgments, trying not to trying not to immediately don't act angry <laughs> i mean there is that uh don't run around like a raving lunatic and uh freak out at everything which i've been known to do in my past uh for sure and as i've as i've dove into the first month of really uh really reading this book daily and contemplating things i find myself doing that when I'm not reading the book. I've mentioned a couple times the way I I was surprised the immediate difference in the way I actually partook in reading this book as opposed to everything else I read. Uh, it was it was very fir- in the first few pages that uh, I realized it that I was digging in uh, digging in don't do stupid shit when angry uh yeah oh don't act while angry (laughs) don't act angry (laughs) uh but almost immediately i realized i was reading it different i was digging in i was reading passages twice i was reading sentences twice i was reading the whole the whole page twice and i uh I feel like I've I've kind of transitioned that transitioned that deliberateness. Is that even a word? Deliberateness a word? Um to <laughs> to uh, my day-to-day activities. Trying. I'm trying. Getting better at it getting better at it starting with the easiest things i'm starting with uh the easiest things that aren't triggers for me already i know that trigger got a bad word or a bad rap when uh when you know all the snowflakes are triggered and this and that but like there it's just a it is uh just a an action word at in the end so uh chris dixon says there's value in being able to think clearly in the moment and make quick decisions as well I think it takes practice, Chris. I think. I think that ability is definitely that ability to act. <laughs> that ability to act quickly and uh, think clearly in the moment is, is definitely advantageous obviously uh but i think the real the real nuts and bolts of it, it you really have to work into it but 
I don't know. I don't know. Just some thoughts over coffee this morning and yesterday, actually. Yesterday is when it started uh, started rolling around in my head because I was drinking my coffee after dog walks and I read the I read the the Daily Stoic and then let it stew all day. Man, it, it really just it, it hit me in the face when when uh, and it might have been a little off off topic for what he actually wrote and what the passage was actually about. But that's just um, that's just what hit me there. Uh, Chris says, this has been another episode of Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy. Man, I miss that. I miss that. I saw somebody talking about it might have been Carrie. Uh, Carrie Brown having his Saturday night. Um, yes, yes. Uh, Carrie Brown was having his his weekly live. Uh, he had bump it from Friday to Saturday, and he opened with, "And it's Saturday night." And he started talking about Saturday night live, and he he asked if it was still funny. And I think that was the ongoing joke was, you know, Saturday night live uh, was only funny when I was watching it, like a long time ago. I think the people in the 90s said that about the 80s and the 80s said it about the 70s. And I don't think anybody thinks that the 2000s Saturday Night Live was funny. But um, yeah, Saturday Night Live and Jack Handy, I mean, that that whole era. And I'll concede that the like the Chevy Chase, John Belushi and all that era was was phenomenal. But man, you you can't beat the, the cast they had when like Adam's. Sandler and Norm Macdonald and Chris Farley and that whole that whole cast was around was pretty pretty solid. <laughs> uh, Gingerbread says uh, sarcasm is the mix is the language of anger and and Chris Dixon rebutted with sarcasm is the language of dealing with stupidity and Gingerbread says we agree <laughs> that's that's dealing that's the language of anger and dealing with uh, stupidity um uh, <laughs> Jim says you're going to live by a, live in a van down by the river where do you think i got it guys i'm literally in a well not a van in a trailer uh within a mile of the river <laughs> Kids today will never know about Fire Marshal Bill. Uh, wrong show. Uh, that was Fire Marshal Bill was in Living Color, wasn't it? With Jim Carrey on In Living Color. Fire Marshal Bill. They also had uh, Damon Wayans played Handyman. That like that can't be on TV. If you if you want to see something that can't be on TV anymore, go to. Um, go to YouTube and type in in living color handyman and realize that was on like evening TV. I mean, and you wonder why the generation that I'm in is all fucked up. <laughs> that, that show was phenomenal too. Did you know Jennifer Lopez was a fly girl? Backwards Butcher said he snuck Fire Marshal Bill into a bunch of his movies in the background. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, for all the, all of Jim Carrey's odd and weird shit, he um, what a phenomenal character. Homie, homie, the clown with the sock full of fucking flour, and he just go around hitting people with a sock full of flour. Hunter says, I've never seen In Living Color. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth your time to check out. 
<laughs> probably be like, this is trash. <laughs> Dana Carvey was on. Yeah, Dana Carvey was on uh, Saturday Night Live back in the day. Um, Rachel says, uh, happy birthday. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'll talk about that right now. There is, there has been a birthday blackmail. I had to, I had to say something. So I am not a birthday person. I'm not like, um, a holiday person in general. I'm not a Jamie Foxx came from in living color. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a, um, I'm not a, who the fuck is Shane Gillis? Sorry. Sorry. Is that the guy from Survivor? Oh, no, that's Jeff. Jeff is the Survivor guy. Um, I'm not a birthday guy. I've never really, never really been huge on um, parties or cake or anything. Rachel wants to know how old I am. What did you say? I do love cake. I don't necessarily like birthday cake. <laughs> I do love cake. Um <laughs> I'm uh I'm old. I'm 40 46 today. 46. So uh definitely probably definitely probably over the the hump over on the definitely on the downhill um if I if I look at the longevity of of my life. Actually watching Talladega Nights the other night I realized that with my uh, with the advancements in technology and, and my mediocre income level, I might live to 150 or maybe 175. Morning, Canadian Farmstead and uh, K Bonk. Thanks for swinging in. Everybody Life says still younger than me. Gingerbread says no sugar. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I asked Corey if she was going to make me a cake or anything. She says you're not eating sugar this week. <laughs> what? <laughs> but uh anyway last night we were sitting on uh we were sitting chris dixon says that birthdays are for reflection birthday celebrations are for kids yes uh i was talking to Corey last night and i was like you know i don't i probably don't i'm guessing that not many people in the in the telegram chat or the the podcast audience probably don't i i think i've i've um withdrew myself from the whole birthday thing and uh i realized this morning when i started getting the messages on facebook that i had never removed my birthday from facebook when i went to only using my business account i never realized that it was on um it was on the the the, the personal side so that was a that was a bust there but last night when i didn't realize that I was talking to Corey and I said, you know, I, I probably get away with not saying anything and just slide through this one. And uh, she, she's like, I was like, I don't think anybody knows that it's my birthday. She goes, I do. I'm like, what? She's like, if you don't say something, if you don't say something, I will. I'm like, really? She's like, so you might as well, because I'll probably make a spectacle of it is what I'm thinking. Canadian Farm says his birthdays are a good good excuse to have friends over and barbecue and drink beer. Yeah, yeah, there is that. And uh, yeah, man, made it around the sun again. An arbitrary date. 
yeah, I was expelled. I was, uh, I started breathing today and I appreciate all that, all that's happened on this day. Ronald Reagan was born and Babe Ruth was born and I was born, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Tim said, so I have your birthday. I just need to know your mother's maiden name. No reason. Just curious. <laughs> Oh, Pip says people who want birthday celebrations are on the narcissistic side. Um, celebrations in in general, that's always been a, a that's always been uh, something that there's been people in my life that need a party for everything, and it was always something that irritated the living shit out of me. <laughs> Canadian Canadian Farm says that tell us what it was like before color TV. <laughs> yeah. Hunter says good on her. I think we are we are all mostly happy you exist. Thanks. Hey Kyle. You guys have friends outside the chat? No. No. Well, the telegram group i think there's some people in the telegram group that aren't in the chat but beyond that no <laughs> rewilder life says no friends i took my birthday off facebook and not one of my 780 friends remembered it i i know for a fact at some point and i don't know if the setting got changed if facebook uh changed that or what happened but i know for a fact that I at one point had the wrong birthday in there. And at one point I had no birthday in there because I was doing exactly what Rachel did. Um, are you, are you hitting happy birthday because it, it, it popped up on your Facebook. Jim's gonna, Jim's gonna answer. Oh boy. We might have to have a live guest. Jim's going to answer Canadian farmsteads. Uh, so Canadian farmsteads question when he stops speaking French. Or when he spells color right. How do you spell check, Canadian Farmstead? <laughs> oh, and the Canadians come out of the woodwork with that comment. <laughs> um, Rewilder says, I don't care. I, I don't care either. That is the thing. I... Um, I find it humorous. I find it humorous and entertaining when, <laughs> oh God, we're having a border battle right there in the chat. I find it humorous and entertaining a little bit when, uh, when that happens, when the birthday, when the birthday wishes come piling in, uh, it's almost, uh, it, it's almost as meaningful as the thoughts and prayers and the, and the likes and the likes. I can't I can't get anybody to share a video or a post on Facebook, click a link or um or do anything, but I sure as shit can get 400 birthday messages when I in the in the past year I've talked to maybe uh, uh a dozen out of those people and and that was random messages or comments on posts. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, I don't care. 
Kinderbread says, take that border battle to Texas. <laughs> Jim says, snow Mexicans. Uh, we... I've never heard that before. We have a lot of snow Mexicans here in Lakeland. They flock here like geese. Um, <laughs> um, I know, I know some snow Mexicans that go to Lakeland. Like seriously, um, no shit, I do, uh, for sure. I'm sure, for sure, in Lakeland from Canada. I don't know if they're there this year or not. I don't know if they're there this year or not. <coughs> K-Bong says, thumb that thumb. I agree. I agree. <laughs> oh, boy. <coughs> Sorry, guys. It's slow rolling today. I, I must not have slept well. Jim, how do you sleep better when you get old? <laughs> that is true. Jim says the snow Mexicans bring their money. They do bring their money to, to Florida for sure. Uh, <laughs> how do you how do you get a better night's sleep when you get old jim just curious i know you got a i know you got a lot of uh got a lot of experience <laughs> a lot of years <laughs> chris is just sitting in a chair <laughs> perfect perfect Oh, anyway, let's move on. Uh, yesterday, I went, um, I went to get back a little bit into the tech game, the service tech game, the gas, the gas station. Uh, I think Jim's like thirty-one. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I went. So the gas station in town. The gas station in town, and this this turned out to be an interesting interesting thing. Uh, the gas station in town, they got two pumps. I was talking about it yesterday. I was going to go help them out. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so they had had one pump down for a week, basically. I think it was a would have been a week tomorrow. And then for the majority of that, they had uh, part of the other pump down. I, he was born in 31, Jesus. <laughs> so, so I told them it looked like the guy that looked like the tech that was there was struggling greatly. And so I told them, I said, Hey, I'm not guaranteeing I can fix anything. I don't have a lot of my tools. I don't have a lot of my equipment. But I still have the knowledge of uh, of like the programming side of these. It really sounds like you got a programming uh, programming issue, either inside or outside. So I can come and take a look at it. Like I'm not guaranteeing I'm going to fix anything, but uh, let's. Um, Jim says 123 sounds made up. Nah, she's tiny, dude. She's tiny, and she feels like she needs to lose like 15 pounds. I think. Uh, so anyway, we, uh, I swung up there. I told them I'd, I'd swing up on Monday. I got, um, I got there and neither one of the owner slash manager, I think it's like owner's son and daughter, 
situation. They're, they run in the place, basically. Neither one were there. The two people that I had talked to, uh, brother and sister, had I talked to about coming up and working on it. It was just two employees. I said, hey, um, I, uh, I'm i here to take a look at these pumps. I talked to I talked to um, your bosses are, are either around. They're like, no. So I called one of them. I said, hey, uh, I'm just swinging up to work on the pump. I'll see if I can get it fixed. And then we'll talk about it later. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I started looking. I, I went through my basic diagnostics. I talked to the inside employee. They were giving me, they were relaying the information that about uh, the the last service call that that the guy that was there basically was there to do not even close to anything. Wasn't even supposed to touch the diesel dispenser and ends up diesel not working. So I kind of punk, punked my way through some things. I had talked over the weekend with one of my service tech friends up in Minnesota. I called him. Um, basically basically got it fixed in like 40 minutes he had been there for like nine hours on um on tuesday and left with more damage than he showed up which happens which happens i'm not bagging on him by any means especially after i found out uh, how this whole situation goes down <coughs> so i get their stuff up and going i get their stuff up and going and I uh, and nobody was there yet. It was just the two uh, the two counter help people. And I said, uh, yeah, I'll swing back. I'll swing back when when uh, he comes in. It's supposed to be in about one o'clock. I'd go and go to the post office and stuff too anyway. So I swung back by when uh, when the owner was there, and I said, hey, dude, you're gonna you ready to settle up? Ready to settle up? Now I know I know in uh, in Minnesota the going rate for service tech is usually you know about 110 110 ish dollars an hour. Um, you're going to have a rollout fee, which is usually going to be at least the first hour, if not more, depending on how far it is. And so I was, you know I had an idea ballpark about what an hour of my time was worth in that capacity with my knowledge and and resources and it and it's working now. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, so I stop in, I'm like, Hey, you ready to settle up? And he's like, Whoa. So as it turns out, as it turns out, <laughs> excuse me, they do it a little different down here in Tennessee. So, well, maybe just him, maybe just him. It actually, uh, from the conversation I had with him, I stuck, stuck around and talked to him for like a half hour, hour. Um, they, he has a fuel company that basically, it sounds like basically the fuel company owns the pumps. I don't know if they own the pumps. They, they service the pumps. They do all the work with the tanks. They do all the all. Are we fixing to burn a gas station? No, no. Uh, they do all the maintenance. They do all the everything. They they take the tank readings. They take care of all the compliance. They do everything. And he takes a standard cut of every gallon sold. Significantly less than what he would be making if he didn't um have this plan 
but he no longer pays for any of the the pump parts or the labor on fixing the pumps or the fuel or anything. He just basically cuts a check or gets cut a check when he sells X amount of fuel, which is a pretty interesting way to do it, especially in a mom and pop scenario where um, one service call could really uh, take your profits for the week, month or God even a year really um <laughs> chris dixon says he doesn't subscribe to those who fix can also unfix um well once we talk numbers like i i know how much like now at this point i know how much he sells a day on average i know how much he makes per gallon like i know what his profit on gas is a day um i know a lot of the inner workings of his gas station at this point after talking to him. But um, it was kind of a, it was a gut call for me. It was a gut call for me. And then, and then he lays this one on me. He goes, you were here this morning. You caught, and I talked to him on the phone while I was there too. I asked like, I, uh, I definitely not working for a company and having insurance or anything like that. I was definitely calling and getting verbal confirmation and having other people hear it the before I did things that may or may not cost them more money. Uh, oh, I froze up for a minute. Uh, that may or may not cost them more money. I, I really wanted confirmation, so I was calling every time I uh, every time I had to do something. And so he goes, he goes, yeah. When you called me, I thought you were someone else. We had a service tech coming out of Memphis today to fix it. He showed up right after you got there and he called me and he's like, I can't find anything wrong. Everything's working just fine. <laughs> he's like, I know. I just talked to you. I told you you could, uh, I told you you could fix it. You could do whatever you needed to do to fix it. So when I originally called him, he thought I was the service tech coming out of Memphis dispatch to fix the stuff today. And he told me that the guy that was there that fucked everything up was actually just a, a guy that, you know, changed, uh, he did, um, he did mechanical pump side stuff, uh, changed, uh, changed filters, changed, changed, uh, hoses, nozzles, things like that. He wasn't really on the computer side and, uh, it took, so he's not an actual service tech. Like, like I was certified to be, he didn't go to school for the, the computer side of it. Uh, and they had to dispatch somebody from Memphis to get there. Well, this dude drives from Memphis yesterday, shows up. Yeah, he's a filter boy, basically. Uh, he shows up, and uh, I had fixed it before he got there. So he dispatched, rolled out. And I'm not saying this doesn't happen all the time. It used to happen to me all the time and uh, in, uh, when I was doing this. You show up to someplace, and it's fixed. Well. I don't think that when I showed up to places, mostly that like customers were fixing the shit. <laughs> but in this case, in this case, um, yeah, Mike Dixon says profit is zero if the pumps ain't pumping. Yeah, I get it. I get it. it. Literally, literally, I pressed a button. So I'm really, I really sat there. I didn't get dirty. I didn't get stinky. I didn't have any tools. Literally, I pressed five buttons and then I went inside and pressed another button and it it, it worked. Um, 
so I said, hey, dude. He's like, well, how much do you want? And I'm running through how much he made, how much he was going to make. Um, and I was like, I don't know. Do you want to, you want to just like buy me dinner? Cause this guy owns the bar restaurant across the street. I said, like, like, let's, let's just, let's work it out in product. I know, I know that's a better deal for you. So we got some credit. We got some credit for the gas station, maybe some credit for the bar. And, um, yeah, it was just a messed up scenario. Um, Mike says the place I worked at in high school did not own the building or pumps. The gas company owned it all. And the rent was paid by us selling gas for them. Yeah, that, that kind of sounds like how this happened. Um, it basically. <laughs> I didn't like literally Chris, that's all I did. I went out, I had my own keys. The look on their face when I pulled my own keys out of my pocket and opened it up to the dispenser and started pressing buttons was bright. It was great. It was great. Um, but no, literally, I, 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 this is what I did. I hit the button one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 11 times. And then I locked the key. I walked inside and I turned a, uh, a pocket screwdriver, maybe uh, three quarters of a turn and held down a button for four seconds. Like literally that's what I did. And I always kind of felt dirty charging what we charged as a service tech company when, when they would get the bill and I would do something like that. Or when you would show up and you were there for three minutes and, um, bar credit for the guy that just quit drinking Corey didn't quit drinking and they have pretty good food for sure they have good food <laughs> he asked me if i wanted a case of beer while i was there and i was like no nah, i don't need any <laughs> no i don't need any <laughs> i said we'll work it out we'll work it out but you know <laughs> chris says maybe that's the issue you have to be able to count to four to be a tech yep <laughs> good thing he didn't own a waffle house i'd have taken him for everything he had uh no but you know good juju there is something to be said for good juju too i think um i don't i don't necessarily want to say that he owes me one but you know if i ever got a call in favors or something i got i I have something to mention. I have I have a little uh, little leverage, and it didn't put me out. I didn't I didn't lose anything by doing this. I um, I now know a few of their customers better, the locals. I know uh, a few of the employees better. I have a I've built a rapport and a relationship with them. Now he does completely understand if I work for him at all anymore. Um, we will agree upon a price before. It was my fault for showing up and my intention when I showed up was to discuss it with him and say, okay, uh, here's the deal. If I'm here for an hour, it's going to be X amount if I'm here for two hours. But when I showed up, they weren't there. And there is kind of a small language barrier over the, over the phone, especially. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Jim says, I feel like it could grow out fix pump style after that detail explanation. You know what? You know what? I could walk you through, I could walk you through fixing most of the majority of the issues on the pumps that you'll see at the gas stations remotely. You could call me and mostly without FaceTime, but especially with FaceTime, we'll get her fixed. We'll get her fixed. Roll into your local gas station. And if they have a bag on the pump, just walk in and say, hey, I'll fix that for you. <laughs> and give me a call. <laughs> the problem is at this point, uh, they have them so locked down with security codes that you have to be a certified tech to have the phone number or to have the, the tech ID number to call in to get the security codes to bypass all the shit and work on it. Activate boards and all that shit is all now. Um, it's all now in the background. Dixon, if you want to get free fuel, I can definitely tell you how to do that. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, just a heads up for anybody out there. <laughs> the the standard locks they use to secure gas pumps if they don't upgrade to custom locks when they get them from the factory is the same key as the underbelly storage locks for most RVs. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tip of the day. Tip of the day. I don't suggest getting into any gas pump, though, um, unless you have permission, because, <laughs> because um, with the credit card machines in there, even if you're not putting a skimmer, like trying to get credit card, I believe they can still get you federally. Uh, it seems like any any tampering in the the top end of a um, on the top end of a gas pump, and even I think even stealing fuel by uh, manipulating the tanks or things like that comes to a federal federal uh, offense because of the tax and the and the credit card processing secret service is who we always called if there was any legal issue um any legal issue with uh with the the pumps so just so you know <laughs> rewilder life says i'm pretty sure they have cameras you would be surprised you would be surprised uh, and you would be surprised how how much criminals can get around cameras and how much they can do. Gingerbread says sets an alarm off when you open a panel. You must be a pilot. Not always. They have that function. You have to pay for it. And we know what uh, we know what people like to do when they have to pay. Um, so no, I I mean I've seen some of the things that people get installed some of the things and the void tape half the time those people put void tape on 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 uh on on uh openings that don't even you don't even need to open to get into the dispenser. There were like I would go to gas stations and they would have the void thing over like a section on the pump that doesn't even open. It wasn't even a door. So like 
how the fuck are you going to avoid it? Like I would open, I would open the dispenser at a lot of places we had to sign when we, when we broke the seal on the, on the dispenser, there were places we would go and open it up, work on it, close it. And I'd go inside. They're like, well, do you need a new sticker? I'm like, no, you dumbass. You put it on the fucking door. But literally, I've seen I've seen not videos of people doing it. I've seen opened up dispensers with full surveillance in the parking lot <coughs> and 24 hour operation. A lot of the a lot of the skimmers and things get installed overnights at places when it's dark and there's no employees. They're closed um, and they feel like they're safe by shutting their gas off because people can't pump their gas. Well. There's a lot of damage that can be done even when you're not pumping gas. There's a lot of shit that can be stolen and uh, a lot of future theft. But I've seen, um, I've seen with full surveillance, people have been able to get the either the dispenser open or the printer door open because they always forget the printer door has that same stock, stock key and they don't they don't realize that you can open the printer door and work in there. Um, I've seen people solder things in into dispensers, like open the dispenser and um, people have have soldered in connections. A lot of them are plug and play and they have to do it blind. Like my friends, my tech friends and I, when when I had a, had a job in the industry, we used to talk that if the people that built these and installed these skimmers would use their brains for something other than that shit, there's way more money they could buy. Way more. Uh, I know they're making piles and piles and piles and piles of um, money selling credit card numbers. But the tech that they're doing, the, um, the, the skills they have installing these boards blind, basically, a lot of the times, it... Um, it trips me out. Jim says, do you have an affiliate link for those skimmers? Actually, you can get them on eBay. Just so you know. Just so you know. Um, some gas stations are getting way better at it. Um, EMV, like chip card readers, are are helping. Uh, the, the manufacturers are getting better with the technology for the processing and encryption and um, sealed devices to where... Uh, if they get tampered, they just don't work. Uh, that's happening a lot and lot and lot more. Um, but you do have the holdouts. Like I said, the the gas station that I went to yesterday and worked on their stuff, they are ripe. They are ripe for someone to run a skimmer on there to for someone to um, to pop a. Uh, to pop it open and put it in standalone. Yeah. Yeah. You literally can drive up there and enter a code and it takes it offline and it'll pump until the fucking tank is dry. Brian, next sponsor, Ridge wallets, anti-skimming. <laughs> uh, hold on. I have one in my pocket. I have one in my pocket. Uh, it's the real deal, man. It is, it is pretty nasty stuff. I had to, I've dealt, I had to deal with secret service four times in my five years. For find, finding skimmers. That's not just being aware of them, seeing videos of them, physically being the person that found them. I had to call in four times. 
and that was that was low like i had i had other um techs that i worked with that worked more in uh, more prone areas to be getting to be getting uh to hit by something like that and they 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 would be routinely on uh routinely on the phone with secret service uh on the main highway so on 35 north and south through minnesota you get down in southern minnesota in these small towns that are uh, gas exits basically and they're getting hit they're getting knocked all the time it is what it is it is what it is um if you're a responsible owner you you change your locks all this custom locks that come with the gas pumps you just put custom locks in uh, you inspect your pumps on the daily. You make sure that no one's putting something over your keypads or over top of your card readers, things like that. And it's 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 easy with a little bit of with a little bit of effort and a little bit of money, you can you can protect your customers and yourself. Rewilder Life says, "How do you avoid using a pump that has a skimmer?" Um, oh man, how do you avoid a pump that has a skimmer? I think the biggest thing is to go to someplace, um, corporate when you go up to the pump, I should do, I should do an expose on this. Um, um, Jim says long pause, uh, Kiriaki, good morning, uh, says walk inside and pay cash. I would say best practice would be definitely go to and i hate saying this and i really hate saying it is to go to a corporate corporate store um a quick trip a quick fill an exxon um corporate owned pilot is if you're getting diesel on the truck side um pilot doesn't give two flying fucks about their their gas side of their business um I would I would go someplace like that. Uh, if you can go to Costco, if you have a Costco membership, I I think Costco is fucking evil beyond belief, and I I will never step foot in their in their stores or their gas station again. A from being a customer, and B from uh, from servicing their equipment. But I will tell you that their security is top notch. There's nobody getting a skimmer in any of their devices in any of their shit. Uh, Costco is a safe bet. Um. I would I, I venture to say like uh, a quick trip. A lot of the Circle K's, the corporate Circle K's, do a really good job with um, with um, security. But basically, I got to get pictures to show you. But um, there's locks to look for that make uh, a pump easy target. Uh, anywhere where there's multiple dispenser rows and the cashier. Oh, fuck you're you're relying on cashiers at that point but if there's a blocked if there's some place that's blocked from view from the store where 
people so if there's multiple rows of dispensers and they don't have custom locks it's easy for a team of people to park uh, a large vehicle in the way and someone to work on the other side of the dispenser like that's where you would find skimmers a lot getting to the pumps closest to the building it's way harder for people to work on those without somebody noticing as opposed to the ones that are way out far away from the building um let me see tap and pay man if it works if it works um and i didn't have a lot so they were just really rolling out tap to pay on a lot of the dispensers i was working on when i was in when i was working in there uh, I was always, I was always hesitant that this, the, the scammers were going to move on to the tap to pays, not that they were going to be able to intercept the signal, but they were going to be able to jam the signal to the pump and put a reader over top of it. So when you went up to scan it, the pump didn't authorize, they scanned your card information, you hit authorize on your phone but before you realize that it didn't authorize the pump and you went inside and went oh my god i tapped my thing or you just swiped your card after the fact all of that this the the information's already transmitted uh that was always my concern with tap to pay in a public setting i saw a lot of uh videos of inside um face plates that they would put over the credit card machine inside uh, it, it was basically a, 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 a perfect replica of the, the front face of the machine, including the keypad. And these people would stick it on the, the card reader inside while they were talking to the fucking cashier. We, we, we got to watch security video of this stuff all the time. They would install it. And then anybody that swiped their card, there was a skimmer on the front. They would get their debit pin um, in the machine. It had everything, all the information. Peel up, try to peel off the, the cover on things like that. Jim says, if you notice a skimmer, you'd report it to someone in the store. No, yeah. I mean, I would just because I don't want to see people get fucked. I wouldn't use it first, uh, but yeah, I would probably go in and report it. Gingerbread Farm says very high fuel standards at uh, at where front row by the front row by the store. Rachel is a is a good bet. Um, how would you know, Jim? Jim says I wouldn't use the tap and pay if I thought there was a skimmer. How would you recognize a skimmer as a as someone that um, hasn't worked in the industry? Tap and pay, tap, the tap and pay works. Um, Costco, Costco, okay, gingerbread. Yeah, Costco has a shitload of uh, fuel standards. Their, um, their additive that they put into their fuel. Like, I cannot say a bad word about the fuel at Costco, the equipment, um, the, 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 the standards of the equipment, the way they take care of their stuff. I can't say anything bad about it. Uh, their business practices are sickening to me. 
especially talking to the people that work for them and people that have worked that like the one guy that ran the gas station at, at, at one of the shops or one of the stores I frequented uh, at worked at a lot. He had been there for uh, since that had opened. It had been a dozen years. Uh, he had been uh, he had been there, and he told me a lot of things about um, nothing illegal or anything like that. Just they're just they're ruthless, and I mean it is why they they're so huge. It's why they're so huge, but they are absolutely fucking ruthless in their business practices. Um. Backwood says my gas station I go to still has the thing you swing up to start pumping when you pay inside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of them do. Good morning, John Palmer. How are we doing? Backwood says, how do you recognize one when you were born before electricity? I was more concerned about like, does he get his extra glasses on to, uh, to check that out? Gingerbread Farm says you couldn't even stick their tanks. No. Um, that fuel additive is, is not, it's great in the tank. It's great in the tank. It is, um, it is a nasty, nasty substance when it is not mixed with fuel. I'll tell you that, but it sure does clean. It sure does clean your engine. Sure does. I mean, if you're a Costco member and you're not getting their gas, you're wrong. I really, I really believe that. Uh, if you're paying for the membership and you're not taking advantage of the quality fuel they have there, the quality equipment, the tanks are always clean. Uh, the fuel is always high, high quality fuel with a, a really, really good um, additive in it. I just I'm not going to give them my money to uh, to to have the privilege of using their facilities. And, and uh, when I don't agree with a lot of the shit that they stand for. But and they got good fuel. They got good fuel. Um, and the reason they take they take care of their shit is one of those business practices that they use is they've gotten big enough and have the negotiation power with um, the fuel pump manufacturer that everything on their site equipment wise is a lifetime warranty. And that's why they could take care of their shit so well is it doesn't cost them any parts. I can't remember for the first, it's it's for a while, it's parts and labor, and then beyond that, it's parts, 100%. I think the labor drops off. Could be wrong. Could be, uh, it could be 100% parts and labor lifetime. But it's really easy to make the call to um, fix minute problems when they pay no, nothing for it. Tim, Tim says, I must have not, <laughs> where were we? We're wondering how you're going to be able to tell that a tapape has a skimmer on it. Because um, even as someone that installs them, some of the skimmers I've seen over top of them have no difference in its base. It's the part. These people buy parts from the gas, the gas pump manufacturers, disassemble them and reassemble them as the parts they need to install them. They look exactly the same. Gingerbread says the fuel is always fresh and had a hard time keeping up. Yeah, uh, that is their only issue. Well, the other issue that Costco has is they put their fucking pumps, the, the pumps, 
the gas pump is not actually the pump in the majority of the the scenarios that you're going to be pumping gas the pump is usually in the ground in the tank um and the 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 dispenser the fuel dispenser is the thing you get the the gas out of it's not a pump used to be and still the one i worked on yesterday is still has a suction pump in the bottom of the gas dispenser uh but the majority of the ones that you're going to use especially at costco there's no there's no pumps at costco they're all in the tank but in their infinite wisdom uh, a majority of the costcos have their tanks and their submersible pumps and the sumps to get into them in the driveway leading up to the dispensers so think about this scenario pump goes down 87 on a Saturday at Costco. The lines at Costco are ridiculous as it is. Now the pumps aren't working. You have a one-way drive-through gas station where people are all in line. You guys have all been in line going to a sporting event or a concert, something like that. If somebody can't go forward, you're not going backwards. You're just sitting there. Well, call the tech, have him fix the pump and make sure the pumps are working. Um, Tech shows up and there's a, a a sea of cars sitting on top of the area you have to get into. Now, when I was a rookie tech and when I was younger in the younger in the industry, I would roll up and get all pissed off and nervous and shit and go, "How are we gonna move all these cars? How are we gonna move all these cars? I got to get in there to work. Oh my god! Oh my god!" Uh, by the time I was done and crusty and and didn't give a fuck anymore. Uh, I'd roll up and tell the attendant, yeah, you, I got to get right there. Wasn't my job to move all the cars. Definitely was not my uh, job to move all the cars. It was their fault that they put them in the driveway. Why you didn't put the majority of them on the exit side so that if the gas backed up, there's nobody waiting on the other side of the pump to get out. See the forest through the trees, boys. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Chris Dixon says, I'm going to have to rename the show. Brian's got gas. <laughs> Jim says, exactly. My spidey sense is peaked. I walk away. You wouldn't even know. I mean, that's the sad part. The what the skimmers that I found, the skimmers I found. So four of them I found in six years. I would say two out of the four I would have never known were there. I just happenstance upon them, and two of them I was there to fix an issue that the skimmer was causing because the guy, um probably soldered the wrong pin so it wasn't it wasn't the right connection that he made and it was causing glitches in the pump which they called a tech to fix and when i opened it discovered the skimmer two of them i probably would have used the dispenser just that that clean that clean i probably wouldn't have gotten gas at the gas station that they were at but there was no uh, there was no indication that there was a skimmer there. Chris Dixon says at my age, when my spidey sense tingles, it means I have to pee. Yes. Yes. I don't have a spidey sense anymore. I just have a, have a, Oh, that pain. <laughs> oh, I am old now. 
Gingerbread says try to try getting a fuel truck to into the drop. Um, the all the ones in Minnesota had remote drops, so the the fuel drivers the the drops were off to the side of the the gas lines, so they got to come in on the other side. They had their own driveway, pull through, and um, and would drop right there. So. Oh, guys, you uh, you sent me on a on a whirlwind down through my old tech days. Thanks, thanks for that. I uh, I guess I got some content to to make on how to protect yourself from a skimmer, what to look for, um, what to look for at a gas station. Hot <laughs> my my expose on the world of skimmers. They're going to be coming after me. They're going to be hacking my shit because I'm going to to, to blow up all their secrets. <laughs> There's no secrets, guys. Um, it's a scary fucking world out there. And it's not just gas stations. Uh, it's not just gas pumps. It's inside. It's card readers inside. Anywhere you're swiping that card could legitimately be harvesting that number and any other data you put into that device. So 98% of them are good. 98% of them are good. But that 2%, man, they really get a lot of fucking numbers. Jim says I have a typo for my SRF link in the show notes. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I will have to fix that. <laughs> I uh it's been a while then because I copied and paste, I copy and paste that section. I copy and paste that section. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh Kyle says, don't now I don't trust anything. <laughs> don't trust anything. <laughs> Don't trust anything. Uh, anyway, guys, we're over an hour here. I got to wrap it up. I got to get out of here. I got a bunch of stuff that I can move on to tomorrow. That's cool. Um, uh, stuff that moved on from yesterday onto tomorrow and onto the next day. Um, Kyle says, nice catch, Jim. What an idiot. <laughs> Canadian Farmstead wants to know when I'll be doing reviews of diapers from Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, John Palmer hits it right there. This is one thing you can do, guys. One thing you can do to keep yourself straight at a gas pump or a uh, at a kiosk, uh, at a card machine where you're swiping in a cash register, tug on it a little bit before you before you throw your card in. A lot of the a lot of the skimmers these days are just going to be slip on over, and it catches your number as you pass through and pull it back out. Uh, just grab it if it's loose at all um if it looks a little different than the one you saw last time that's a good tip yeah there you go there you go <laughs> jim says he just used the tip and pull it out quick <laughs> oh we'll hit this up again uh very soon very soon i appreciate everyone hanging out and listening in in interacting guys i really enjoy you interacting in the morning and if you enjoyed the show it's always free to hit that like share and subscribe to return value for value please consider joining one of the youtube membership tiers or listening on any value for value platform like podverse or fountain.fm stack those sats send those sats i uh, i appreciate every time i see those sats going up over on fountain or podverse visit the lotsproject.com to find more information or find all my links you uh get out there get out there use those gas stations look for those skimmers turn in those bastards that are trying to steal everybody's money 
I appreciate hanging out, guys, and we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow.